In our homeschools, we sometimes integrate technology into our learning and faith formation planning. Today's guests, two young Catholic entrepreneurs, Taylor Buckley and Alessandro DeSanto, will step us into using the Hallow app in your homeschool. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, and today we're talking with Taylor Buckley and Alessandra DeSanto about using the Hallow app in your homeschool. I'd like to introduce them both to you. Taylor is a wife, mom, and Hallow's growth marketing lead, a Catholic convert. Taylor attended the University of Notre Dame, where she met her husband. She's extremely passionate about bringing others closer to the Lord through prayer. Taylor resides in Utah with her husband and three-year-old daughter, Olivia. You can reach her at taylor at hallow.app. Alessandro is one of the co-founders and head of growth at hallow.com. Raised in a large Italian-American family, Alessandra graduated from the University of Notre Dame with a degree in finance. Alessandra began a career on Wall Street, first in New York City and then Chicago. But after a series of life-changing experiences in prayer, quit his job to join his friends in Building Hallow, a Catholic prayer and meditation app. Launched only a year and a half ago, Hallow has already been used to pray over 2.5 million times in over 150 countries and is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. App Store. Wow. Feel free to reach out directly to Alessandro at alessandro at hallow.app. And both of those contacts and the website and a special link for a 30-day free trial of their, they'll explain it to you, but Hallow Plus with all the bells and whistles is going to be at our show notes for you as well. A big warm wel welcome to you both, Taylor and Alessandro. Thanks, Thanks so much for having us. <laughs> it's, it's so great to have you. This is really fun because. There's so much innovation that's possible where we can keep bringing the Lord and bringing people to the Lord and bringing the Lord to people in so many different ways. Would you just take turns and, and give us a sense of what drew you to this project? What was that like? Yeah, maybe, maybe I can start. So sure. as, as part of the, uh, the founding team, you know, the development of Hallow was really the story of the development of our faith lives. Um, and, and we can uh, get into it, the, the founding story, but really it was, for me, a search for peace in life. Uh, I was working, as you mentioned, in finance, seven days a week, 90-hour work weeks, and uh, just the stress and anxiety of that was really overwhelming. In an attempt to try and uh, address that and find some peace, found my way actually to secular meditation first, which we can also talk about, but definitely some shortcomings there. I think the way I describe it was that it's physiologically a healthy thing to do for a human being to sit still and breathe deeply. But what I noticed quickly was, A, there's some real uh, spiritual danger of, of being so inwardly focused, but also really practically, the more space and peace it was creating in everyday life, the more deeper questions related to purpose, mission, and vocation in life started to, to bubble up in that space. And so called a former rector uh, with, with what is now the Hallow founding team and asked, hey, does the church have any of this quote-unquote meditation stuff? It's kind of like the approach, but are, you know, looking for something authentic. And uh, he laughed just like you just laughed, uh, which is amazing. And said, uh, yeah, I mean, we've only been doing this for like 2,000 years. Uh, it's, called, it's called prayer. It's called contemplative prayer, meditative prayer. 
And that really set us down this journey of dis- uh, discovering the many beautiful contemplative prayer techniques that there are in, in the church, like Lectio Divina, like the Examine, that transformed our lives. And then in the subsequent months, we discerned a call to make those techniques and experiences more accessible to people in a modern mobile digital format, like many of the secular meditations have, apps have, but in a way that's uh, authentically Catholic. Yeah. And I'd just like to note that occasionally we're going to get to hear a train tooting in the background. I love it. Alessandro's near the train tracks. We are too. So totally get that. No problem. And I also want to just notice how amazing God is. Alessandro, obviously the Holy Spirit was speaking to your heart. You were really busy and weighed down by life and something was calling to you and you sought it in that first step into silence. And that drew you at some point, right, into seeking guidance from the church. Just so beautiful. I think we can really trust that young people in their ways, when, when like a lot of us homeschoolers have adults that are out in the world now that were, we homeschooled and tried to pour our faith into them every day, and they're out experimenting with life, and some of them have left the church. And so this kind of a story, in a really great way, sort of makes my hair stand on end. Really love to hear this. So Taylor, would you mind telling us what drew you into the project? Yeah, absolutely. So I also went to Notre Dame. Uh, as you mentioned in my bio, I was a convert to Catholicism. I would say that my RCIA experience was less than great. And I feel <laughs> like I, I misunderstood so much of the faith for, for most of my walk as a Catholic, although my husband's Catholic. We got married in the Catholic Church. We baptized our daughter in the Catholic Church. I was one of those, you know, especially because I was a, a pretty devout Protestant. I was one of those that was like, well, you know, I believe the communion, but I in communion, but I don't believe this, and I don't agree with this. It was always, you know, those and but type uh, situations. And so, actually, during COVID, I was also working at another startup, a secular company. And when everything shut down, it was during Lent. And when churches closed, my husband and I decided to give up non-religious television. And so we spent all of Lent and all of quarantine, which as you can imagine, you have a lot of time watching just religious shows, mostly on formed and getting a deeper understanding of the faith. And, and one of those was a program that catechists or RCIA students go through now. and with Dr. Edward Shree, and I learned so much about the faith that I had never known before, and I truly fell in love with it, and I just became hungry to learn more. And sort of all in this process as well, my grandpa passed away, not of COVID, but during the time, and that was Mm -hmm. really hard on our family. And I also had been using other meditation apps, but as I got deeper into my Catholic faith, was really looking for this merger of you know, what I was learning and falling in love with, and also, you know, what was helping me sleep at night and get rid of my anxiety. And so I actually stumbled upon Hollow as a user, and it really got me through super dark times. The rosary was the only thing I could say when I had no words, when I was, you know, sad and crying on the floor and, you know, and I couldn't even say it, I had to listen to it. And so, yeah, I started as a Hollow user, connected with Alessandro and Alex, our CEO on LinkedIn from a Notre Dame article that they had posted, saw that they were hiring and it happened to fit my skill set. And here we are. The rest is history. Yeah. I'm so sorry. My three-year-old daughter just walked in my room. Oh yeah. Bring her in. If we hear her in the background, (laughs) we're just going to feel that that's God's gift to us. So no worries at all. 
Oh my gosh, what a beautiful story. I can't even tell you how I'm, I was tearing up like through at least half of that. Taylor, there are so many, unfortunately, really well-meaning RCIA programs out there that are being done by people who themselves are not well-formed. And how beautiful it is that something in technology, right, formed, was a bridge to this partnership, right, that you were seeking. Both of you had that seeking heart. And we have a beautiful baby on screen right now. Hello, baby. And, and that God drew you together now into this partnership. And what a blessing. What a beautiful, beautiful blessing. Just so exciting. All right. Okay, so let's find out how this app came to be. Talk about just the beginnings, Alessandro. And, you know, and tell us a little about your team as well. Go step us into the history. Absolutely. So it was a dark winter day in February of 2018 or something like that. What a great way to start the story. It was a dark winter day. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah, no. So the the founding team, as I alluded to, uh, really was a group of friends that went to school together, but went into different career paths. So I alluded to I was in finance, others were in consulting, marketing, some in ministry, some in government service, the whole spectrum of, of life. And we were catching up on the weekends as friends you know, talking about what we're going through. And we realized there were these really two big challenges that in in one form or fashion, we were all struggling with. One was my story of the stress and anxiety, but equally others were going through the the crisis of faith of, you know, mom's no longer dragging us to mass in high school, right? We're we're no longer on the, in the faith communities of, of campus, which we were blessed to have. Now we're living in big cities, you know, having careers. And do I really believe this? Is God really real? Alex, one of our other co-founders, tells his beautiful story. Um, you know, he was bouncing between whatever the last YouTube video he watched was, right? Whether it was Dr. Scott Hahn or Edward Tree or, or Sam Harris in the New Atheism. And so there's just all this, you know, influx of information. It can be really hard to lose yourself and, and figure out what's, what's heads from entails. And so interestingly, he was getting married. And so I think as all good wives do, they make their husbands and future husbands, you know, try and be better people and figure out what actually do I believe in. I'm getting married in in 15 days, by the way. So I say that lovingly uh, in anticipation (laughs) of my uh, future bride. Mm. Um, So, you know, he said, all right, it's time that I actually figure this out. And for him, you know, he, he was bouncing around intellectually, but was gravitated to this idea of, well, you know, you're supposed to be able to talk to this guy, meaning God, you know, why don't I just do that every day for two years? God, if you're real, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit two years. I'm going to talk to you every day. And uh, if, you, uh, if I don't hear from you, then you're probably not real or you, wow. you don't care about me, neither of which are, are great. And if you do talk back, then great. It's going to be hard to prove you don't exist. So the kind of struggle with faith on one hand and then the search for peace and anxiety on kind of my side and others like me, we came together for two very different reasons we had almost all had experiences with secular meditation apps. So we liked this idea of kind of being centered and and focusing on search, but in a different way than the secular meditation apps were doing. And so, like I said, we, we called our former rector and uh, had our eyes open to stuff we had, you know, either slept through class on or just never kind of received. And, and really the beginning was, you know, replacing headspace or calm to two of the apps we were using with Lectio Divina and the examine, right? Lectio in the morning, reflecting on the scripture. The first time that Alex ever did Lectio Divina, uh, he just opened the, the Bible to a random page. It was uh, the Lord's Prayer uh, on the Sermon in the Mount. 
and the word that really jumped out at him uh, was how uh, hallowed be thy name hallow in there and really you know kind of fell into tears and said you know what does this mean am, am i supposed to you know hallow god's name to make holy is is he making me holy how do i accept that obviously that's how we that's why we named the app hallow it's our mission is to let god hallow our lives and to help others do the same but it really started out as that experience of our lives and, and our spiritual lives being transformed i and others like me were always you know going to church those of us that hadn't fallen away and kind of were Sunday Catholics definitely identify as such, but never had that personal relationship with Christ that you find in deep prayer. And so we, we kept having those, those prayer experiences. And over that summer, we witnessed some of our friends go through really profound experiences. We had thought to ourselves, uh, Alex and, and Eric primarily, wouldn't it be great if instead of closing our eyes and reading out of the Bible and closing our eyes and reading out of the Bible and so on and so forth, there was a, an app like the secular meditation app that you could just guide you through the audio. And so you could just really stay in that meditative prayer posture. And so Alex coded the first version himself just as a tool for us in our own lives. But the more we were, we were using it, the more friends and family wanted to get their hands on it. And then, you know, we started to see the beautiful fruits of prayer in their lives. And so it kind of hit us in the head with, well, maybe we should be spending some time discerning what we're being called to do as we see all these amazing transformations happen in others. After some interesting conversations with our parents and in prayer, the answer became pretty clear. So we quit our jobs and built Hallow. And then by the end of that same year, uh, December of 2018, we were live both app stores. So from that initial question and conversation with Rector to in the app store was about seven or eight months, which is pretty quick from an app development perspective. That is absolutely phenomenal. My bells are ringing on so many levels. The power of friendships, the Holy Spirit as a market researcher who found your, like, like drew you in and then showed you the need in the marketplace and assembled this group of talented people who could make it happen, who, start, who started working on it immediately. Alex started creating and you all started, you know, getting your input and your feedback from yourselves and people and that demand showed up. God is just so funny the way we sort of want to have, you know, for some reason, stick him in a pigeonhole and limit him. And he is, gosh, amazingly creative. God is good. Thanks be to God. All right. So now this thing has, has been launched for a while, a year and a half or so, and has been really impacting people around the world. And I know that you've also been in touch with Catholic schools and that they're starting to use them in schools. I'd love to hear something, you know, some of the ways that they're using them in school environments. Absolutely. So the, you know, almost from day one, we started getting messages from teachers saying, hey, can I use this in my classroom? And for the first couple months, you know, my standard response was, sure, you know, it's your classroom, knock yourself out, you know, let us know if you need anything. But, but really the pace of that increased so much that you know, it just hit us as a team from the outside again, you know, the spirit throwing rocks at our heads. What's going on here? There's, there's clearly a hunger for this. And so I started going to NCEA, to other, the large educational conferences, just to learn what's going on in the lives of young people today in education. And it became clear that there were two really big things going on. One, the rise of mental health challenges for young people in a world that is so driven by technology and addiction things like stress levels, depression episodes, suicide attempts is just the data is really clear that, that that's a huge problem. And you've seen, you've already seen public schools start to do things like to replace detention with meditation, uh, teach mindfulness as a kind of, you know, daily life skill. And Catholic schools were really left wondering, Catholic parents 
you know, is that something we can do? How does that fit in with the faith? And just a lot of confusion on that front. Separate from that, I read the Going, Going, Gone research for the first time, which is a study that came out of uh, CARA, an institute at Georgetown uh, Research Institution in partnership with St. Mary's Press. And it studied why people are leaving the church and when they're doing it. And the data point that hit me was that the median age of disaffiliation from the Catholic Church right now is 13 years old, which is a shocking statistic. And so clearly, before you're even fully catechized in in many cases. And so, you know, I started thinking, well, what's going to happen to the future of the church if everyone's leaving before they're even, you know, really the whole way in? And so looked at that as a mental health challenge and a spiritual health challenge. So we looked at ourselves as a meditative prayer app and said, hey, we kind of can help with both of those. Um, certainly contemplative prayer has all the same, and this has also been actually you know, documented in a prayer context within research, but all the same mental health, social, emotional health, uh, health benefits as other forms of meditation, but also grounds everything in that personal relationship with God. We often describe it as contemplative prayer, that personal relationship as the foundation of all catechesis, right? That it is the first step to loving and serving God is knowing God. And if we build that relationship, we uh, trust that his grace will, will guide us through the rest of formation. Uh, sorry, this is a long-winded answer, but... Um, an amazing those, answer. <laughs> really two huge challenges. And so we started thinking, how can we, how can we serve teachers uh, and students in that context? So we've done everything from kind of school-wide licensing that is heavily discounted. I'm sure we'll get to like how, how it works from a free and, and paid version. We have school-wide licenses. We have curriculum guides that really focus on both learning new forms of prayer, because it's often intimidating to teach or lead types of prayer that you've never been exposed to. So the like just press play approach of Hallow with not having to do extra lesson planning and things can be really powerful. The modeling of doing prayer together as a teacher or parent is also really powerful. It, it takes you out of the listen to what I'm telling you to do and let's do it together. It's also really powerful. And then just building the muscle of, of engaging prayer into all the different aspects of life. So we have teachers, you know, pressing play in the classroom on speakerphone, everyone closing their eyes together, praying together, discussing it afterwards. It integrates super well with e-learning. So you can do over Zoom or Google Meets or whatever the case is. So I'll stop my monologue there, but uh, it's something <laughs> we're really excited about. Yeah, I'm curious because I understand the licensing piece with with making something available to a whole organization like a school. Does that give them materials, you know, products that we would not have as homeschoolers is what I'm wondering. It's a great question. So I should just probably say out loud. So the app is free to download. Uh, There's permanently free content that's updated every day. Uh, We can get into what all that includes. Uh, But then there's also a paid subscription, which upgrades you to kind of like the rest of the content. Uh, We don't sell any ads. We don't sell any user data. And so that's everything that goes to support the amazing team uh, like Taylor to, you know, so we don't have to get other jobs and keep building cool stuff. In the school license context, it's basically a fixed price depending on how big the school is and everybody gets it. So teachers, administrators, students. Uh, And then it also comes with kind of curriculum aids and guides. We're actually just this week... um, putting together an actual individual teacher level version of that. So you can still get the curriculum, uh, which would be applicable to individual teachers, homeschoolers. Uh, and so that is a very, very uh, soon coming announcement. Awesome. Yeah, Taylor. 
I think it's also important to note that we have family plans. So specifically for homeschooling parents, we just launched our family plans. I believe it is $99 for the year. And that includes up to six people, which is great. You can use, you know, you can give an account to your kids who are at home, but also to your kids who maybe have left the nest and you can have an account and your husband can have an account. So it allows more integration within the family. And would that supply all of that additional learning material that we were talking about with the schools? So that's, uh, that's uh, something we're working on, how to package that from a technical perspective. Um, but the idea will be to have kind of a uh, family kind of leadership uh, slash teacher type of package. Um, so yeah, the, uh, and, and I don't think I mentioned this, the, so that for context, an individual subscription is $60 a year for the premium. Again, there's a permanently free version, which you can use, but the paid is $60 a year effectively, um, you know, $5 a month. You can also pay month to month at uh, $9 a month, but obviously uh, 60 for a year is a much better deal. Uh, and then the family plan includes six subscriptions for just 100. So obviously a, a uh, heavily discounted approach to supporting families. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so let's get into that family environment. Let's talk about the homeschoolers because right now, yeah, we're kind of stuck at home, but the minute we are able, and in some states, people are already back to meeting together, we get together a lot. And we're in the car a lot because we get together a lot. And sometimes when we're together, maybe we need something fresh and new to do as a group. So let's think about those, the home environment, the car schooling, as a lot of us call it, any kind of other meetups, virtual or in person. What are your, some of your thoughts about how we can implement this app into those environments? Absolutely. So the first thing you talk about is car schooling. I I love that term, by the way. And I listen to Howler in my car all the time if I'm not listening to a podcast or something like that um, as just a way to center myself. I also find that being in the car is a great time to pray, both when you're with other people, but also when you're by yourself too. It's just a few minutes that you have to take a breath. And so... I would definitely say that you can use any of the meditations in the car, you know, obviously not closing your eyes as some (laughs) of the prompts might tell you, but just sitting there and whether that's listening to the daily gospel and then taking time to think and reflect about what stood out in that daily gospel to you. And the great thing about Hallow is that there's different time limits. So depending on how much time you have in the car, you could just do five minutes. You could do one minute. Uh, we have meditations ranging from one minute to all the way up to 20, 25, 30 minutes. And so with all the different time that you have, you're able to pray while you're driving. Another uh, time that I always encourage people is, um, you know, when they're walking too. Uh, so if you're like walking with the kids or going somewhere, you can always do a walking rosary. That's a lot of people do that as well. That's really neat. And you know, I got such an image in my mind when you're talking about being in the car of the whole family packed up and on their way to mass and doing a little gospel reflection for the day as a family, as you're on your way to like get everybody primed and having a conversation about it before they hear it that second time from the altar. And, and I love the idea of doing something outdoors as well. Yeah, go ahead, Alessandra. Yeah, no, I, I love the thought around the, the on the way to church on Sunday. I think one of the things we've actually been surprised to see is doing Lectio Divina as a group, any group, but particularly as a family, where you could press play out loud with everyone around the table. 
because um, the idea is what sticks out to you, what is God telling you in that moment? And then to spend an extra 10 minutes afterwards and go around and share, you know, what stood out to you? What was God telling you in that moment? And we've done this in groups of 10, 15 people. And rarely do more than two people ever have the same thing, even in a short passage. And so it does two or three things really well. It allows parents to open up and share that, you know, uh, they're working through their own personal relationship as well, which is great modeling behavior. But then it also drives home this point in, in, in younger Catholics and older Catholics, everybody, that scripture is not just a 2,000-year-old stagnant document. It's the living word that is speaking to us each individually in different ways in our own lives. And by hearing and seeing it speak in different ways to other people really kind of solidifies that learning. And so I always encourage families to do like to divina together and actually talk about it afterwards because it solidifies all those different perspectives. Yeah. And anything that generates that conversation, too, where the family practices listening in turn to each member of the family so that we start to hear those delightful little surprises or that person we don't expect to say that thing, where the Holy Spirit shows up in that circle of love as we're drawing out meaning from the Holy Scriptures. Oof. Yeah, so I kind of interrupted you, Taylor. So take us, take us into some other ideas about how to use the app. Absolutely. Another really cool feature of the app is the ability to create family groups. And so that's actually part of the permanently free content. And so if you have another, you know, homeschool family or a group of homeschool families, and you all meet up together, maybe one thing you could do ahead of time is choose one of the meditations. Maybe it's a meditation on St. Augustine. You can choose that meditation. And then within your family group, you actually can share your reflection, almost like a homework assignment. And so you can do the meditation even on your own, or you can do it out loud within the group. And then everyone can kind of share their reflections with each other. And so it's a really great way to connect people, especially right now when they're disconnected, uh, but also something that you can definitely do when you're in the same place. Maybe you meet up at a park and everyone's got headphones on and they're all listening to the same meditation and then sharing their reflections with each other via the app. So that's another uh, really great way to connect just different groups of people. And you can have as many family groups as you want and be part of them. And you also can share prayer intentions with those groups as well so that you're constantly being able to communicate your prayers and your needs as well with the group. That is such a cool idea. I, on a, on a, again, a couple of levels. You guys have me popcorn braining like crazy. One is I, have, I know two friends who get on the phone and walk together from, from different states, right? And they might pray together, talk things over while they're getting their exercise. We could be doing this together around the country and around the world, walking and praying together or sitting in a comfy chair on a snowy day and praying together. The other thought that I had is, oh, I just wanted to ask you, Taylor, flesh out for us a little bit. What are the interactions like within the groups? You said something about out loud. Does that and I may have just misunderstood, does that mean there's a voice communication aspect to the community or is it all specifically typed almost like a Facebook or something like that? It's, it is typed. The interaction is typed out loud just means you're listening to the audio guided meditations oh. out loud, but then you can type your reflections and type your prayer intentions. But I think also to Alessandra's point, if you're in an in-person meetup and you just wanted to pray 
the meditation on St. Augustine. You could play that, you know, over a speaker, connect to your phone, to your Bluetooth. That's a great part about the app being on your phone. It's able to connect with everything these days. And so you can connect it, listen to it out loud, and then you can reflect on it, go around the circle as a group. But while you're sort of personally reflecting on it first, before you give your out loud answers, you can personally reflect on it through the app and choose to share that with your family group. So um, just very quickly, I know that there are saint, there's stuff about the saints on there, right? Is that in the free part or is that in your plus program? Yeah. So the saint challenge is part of the, uh, is hello plus uh, actually uh, mm-hmm. the challenges, the challenges, most of the challenges, the pray lists and the sleep section is what's in hello plus. And then the majority of the daily content, the guest sessions, the minute meditations and the community functionality is in the, the free version. Okay, so and by guests, you have everyone from Lisa Hendy to Father Mike Schmitz and other really cool people coming in as guests to give talks of various lengths, correct? That, yeah, that's a great point. So the, whereas everything else in the app is actually doing prayer, the guest sessions are structured to be deep dives into specific areas of spirituality, the interior life prayer. And so it's everybody from bishops talking about the different ways to pray, to authors talking about topics explored in their books, to how to pray with sacred music to individual, um, you know, saints, St. Augustine, St. Teresa of Avila. And so those are more talk structure. And another great thing to do as a family, like learn something new together and then talk about it um, from, from trusted sources, obviously. So that's a great call out. And as we're kind of wrapping up, um, talk about too, just as the busy parents in the midst of like a lot of parents these days have home businesses while they're homeschooling or they have very large families or children with special needs. Some of our homeschooling parents have chronic illnesses themselves. Like, and you've talked a lot and I resonate so powerfully with this that young people today are experiencing a tremendous degree of anxiety and depression. So this opportunity to use the app to grow in our own lives, t- talk a little bit about that, either one of you. How can we in the midst of just the, the difficulties of our lives use this app? Yeah, I definitely can speak to it from the parent side, Um, one being a parent, but also having a lot of friends who are parents and also who homeschool their children. And I think one of the best parts of Hallow is that it's audio guided, meaning that you really don't have to do anything. You put on your headphones or you can have it out loud. And while you're doing dishes, you can reflect on the daily gospel or you can pray a rosary while you're walking with your kids to the park. There's so many opportunities throughout your day that you can sprinkle in little moments with God uh, that I think, you know, we often forget about. We're through the hustle and bustle and it's just, we're going, you know, when we're out, we're running from one place to another place, or we're thinking about our endless list of things that we have to do. And to just say, actually, I'm going to take five seconds right now. And the app will help you with this because one of the really cool things is you can set reminders. And so you get push notifications like, hey, guess what? It's time to pray. It's time to do your rosary, time to listen to the daily gospel. And so those constant reminders, the time that you can spend with God. And then when you're spending that time with him, that's really where the healing happens. I think it's so easy for us to get caught up in the busyness of all of the things that we have to do and all of the problems that we're experiencing that we forget in little moments to thank God or that to just listen to his voice. And that's really where a lot of the healing can come in and um, a lot of the work that the Holy Spirit can do within us. Amen. Yeah, super quickly. The uh, couple quick 
things. I think to piggyback off what Taylor said about accessibility, I think we can often get stressed when we're nervous about losing track of time. I think being able to choose like, okay, I have five minutes. I know it's going to be over in five minutes. I'm not going to run over like allows you to give yourself the permission to really let go of all the other things you're holding on to and just really zone into prayer. So I think the the timed aspect of audio guided is really helpful. Two specific content recommendations. I think the pray can be particularly helpful for those kind of overwhelmed, busy professionals running around working parents. Uh, Cause it speaks in the language of everyday life, right? Like you're really holding on to, you know, something that happened with your sister, your parents, Go to the forgiveness playlist. You know it's going to be on topic. You know it's going to help you. There it is. You're stressed about something. You're just really holding on to it. You go to the letting go playlist, and you know it's going to be focused on addressing your specific need right there. So I would really recommend the playlists. Yeah, there's an then, incredible menu. So go ahead, Alessandra. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, the last thing is just like the sleep content. The one thing we all do every day is go to sleep. And so like that's a built-in thing that you are going to do. Uh, and kind of to do it in prayer. Uh, I can tell you the, one of the first feedback we got when we, um, we launched sleep content was a, was a husband who messaged us and said, I can't believe this is possible, but my, my wife used the sleep story last night and played it out loud before we went to bed and her sleep tracker registered 100% for the first time ever. So it, it also tends to lead to better sleep, which is its own reward, but it's also an automatic cue of, you know, you got to do that every day. That's beautiful. What a great thing to build into a routine. And I just want to note, because I had such a great tour through the app with you, Alessandro, that it's really easy to look at the time segments. Like you don't have to search through all the different things and find one the right length. You can look in the one minute section or the five minute section and so on. And that's really quick and easy. I just had this comical but very common vision of the mother hiding in the walk-in closet or the bathroom and doing a one minute listen in and reboot and just want to hear something beautiful in the midst of maybe a difficult day. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, so listen, you both are amazing. You both really just touched my heart so deeply. And I know that you will touch others as well with your stories and really encourage us as well. Everybody, you can go to hallow.com to take a look at the offerings here. And remember to check out in our show notes, we have this 30-day free trial of Hallow Plus where you get to see all the bells and whistles. And if you want to talk with Alessandro, please reach out to him. He's at Alessandro, and this is in the show notes, A-L-E-S-S-A-N-D-R-O at Hallow, just as it sounds, H-A-L-L-O-W dot app, A-P-P. And again, that's Hallow.com. I'm so grateful to the two of you for listening to the voice of God in your souls and not turning away in times of difficulty, but continuing to seek. And I really feel like hallow, not only is it incredible to be able to hallow the name of God throughout the day, but to to learn to really be tuned in and listening. Amazing. No, thank you so much for having us. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. And uh, if anyone has any ideas uh, for new stuff they'd like to see in the app, our mission is to give resources to incorporate prayer in every aspect of human experience. So uh, our users often come up with the best ideas. So please do let us know. Awesome. Yeah. Send in your cards and letters, folks. And Taylor and Alessandro, and don't see that sweet baby at the moment, but God bless her. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your being here. Thank you for having us. Oh, what a joy. God bless. And everybody, hold on just another minute. Our new short feature is coming right up. 
Hi, I'm AJ Catapan. Welcome to Books and Blessings, a place where I get to share with you some of my favorite books for Catholic teens and tweens. Today, I'd like to introduce you to AKA Genius, a middle grade novel by Marilee Haynes. In this contemporary story from Pauline Press, a 13-year-old boy named Gabe Carpenter discovers that his test scores qualify him as a genius. That means he gets to partake in a special enrichment class with other gifted students at his school. The problem is that Gabe doesn't feel at all like a genius. He can't figure out how to open his locker. He's terrible at sports. And whenever he's around Becca, his sister's best friend, his brain seems to stop functioning entirely. As if that weren't embarrassing enough, his own body seems to rebel against him by letting out nasty fumes when he gets nervous. Gabe's school is named after St. Jude, the patron saint of lost causes, which Gabe finds fitting for the way he feels about so much of his life. The conflict ramps up when Gabe learns that his enrichment class will be competing in the middle school academic Olympics, and his school will be up against other middle schools from across the state. Gabe's second best friend, a girl named Maya, is also in the enrichment class, but she stopped talking to Gabe ever since he was added. Maya's upset that Gabe has suddenly been labeled a genius when she believed she was the smartest one around. Gabe's mom only adds to his confusion and distress when she volunteers him to tutor Becca, the girl he has a crush on and can't seem to talk around. I love how author Marilee Haynes captured the energy, anxiety, and humor of middle school students. The characters are realistic and relatable. This book will best be enjoyed by students in grades five and up. AK Genius by Marilee Haynes has won the Catholic Writers Guild Seal of Approval and the Catholic Arts and Letters Award for Children's Fiction. To see more book suggestions, visit my website at ajcatapan.com. There you can also learn about my own books for young readers. In fact, fans of my own middle grade novel, Seven Riddles to Nowhere, have noted that it pairs well with Marilee Haynes' book, AKA Genius, since both feature seventh grade boys at Catholic schools who have trouble fitting in. Thanks for joining me on Books and Blessings. Be sure to find me online on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or on my website, ajcatapan.com. Until next time, happy reading. That's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com, where you can get online courses for your grade school, middle school, and high school student. Learn from the experts and make your homeschooling easier. Be sure to leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. And we'll see you next time here on the Homeschooling Saints podcast.